0: This is Tom Dunlap with your Monday morning minute from the Black Letter Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that has been in the news, and I thought I would dig a little deeper into what exactly is involved and share some information with you. So, what is in the news? Well, witness tampering's in the news. If you haven't read the papers uh, this morning or over the weekend, there are legal experts out there who say that the current prosecution of Donald Trump, his statements on social media, on Truth Social. That he made on Friday afternoon, maybe something approaching that line. So I thought to myself, well, let's look in a little bit more deeper into what witness tampering actually is. So let's start with what is witness tampering? So, witness tampering is the act of attempting to improperly influence, intimidate, or impede a witness's testimony or their cooperation with authorities in legal proceedings. And the consequences of witness tampering are pretty severe. Federal law, 18 USC 1512, and almost every state has a witness tampering statute. So you are guilty of witness tampering if you kill somebody to stop them from testifying. Look, you're guilty of murder too, but you're guilty of witness intimidation on top of murder. And that can result in what would have been a normal murder, to the extent there is a normal murder, could result in the death penalty. If you use intimidation, threats, or corrupt persuasion to hinder, delay, or prevent testimony, or if you even engage in misleading conduct toward another person with the intent to hinder, delay, or prevent testimony. So witness tempering is so bad, um, not merely for the act itself, such as murder or threatening or putting somebody in fear of harm, but for the effect that this behavior has on the entire judicial system. And so I did a little hunting around and I found the Pennsylvania Benchbook for Judges, the third edition, has a really poignant quote about why witnesses being able to speak clear without fear in the courtroom is so important. And I'm just going to read you the quote because it's so good. It's from Judge Renee Cardwell-Hughes, and she wrote at the in the introduction to this Pennsylvania bench book for judges, justice requires a search for truth in an environment that respects the rights of all parties to the system. Truth cannot be spoken in fear. Witness intimidation strikes at the very heart of our system of criminal justice, crippling our ability to function fairly, decently, and with integrity. It is the responsibility of the court to create an environment in which truth can be spoken. So that's a really good summary. That's why witness tampering is so terrifying, as part of a democracy, as part of a vital democracy. You can't let, uh, you can't make courtrooms a place where people are afraid to talk. So the penalties are harsh. We talked about them. You can get the death penalty for murdering someone, and frankly, with even the least amount of witness tampering, just mere persuasion, the maximum penalty in prison for something like that is twenty years. So it's a real thing. So there are a couple of significant examples that I found. One, of course, is Whitey Bulger. If you don't remember who he was, mob boss in Boston. and In 2013, he apparently murdered a bunch of people to stop them from testifying. Uh, he wasn't effective because he was convicted not only of mob boss stuff, which included murder and extortion and racketeering, but he was also convicted of killing witnesses and witness tampering. Former President Nixon as well was accused of paying hush money, and you probably heard of the Watergate scandal. To the burglars who broke into the Watergate Hotel and was accused of obstructing the FBI's investigation using the CIA. So, with the rise of social media, witness tampering has evolved. Public figures, including at least one former US president, use social media to message followers. And it's a powerful tool, but they can also, social media can also be a way, if it's a powerful communication tool, to powerfully communicate intimidation. Roger Stone's a really clear example. And I use Mr. Stone because he was charged with witness tampering and convicted of witness tampering, and as a result, sentenced to 40 months in prison. He didn't ultimately serve it because he was pardoned by Donald Trump when Trump won the election, but he was charged and convicted of witness tampering with a 40-month jail sentence. And what's interesting is that conviction was made based on a number of his social media posts, things he had said. And the problem with the internet, as you know, is if you say it, you can't take it back for the most part. Since then, and more recently, former President Trump's tweets, or their equivalent on his Truth Social, whatever they're called, in 2018, his tweets praised Stone for not cooperating with prosecutors and called for a complete and full sentence for his former attorney, Michael Cohen, who was cooperating. And a lot of legal experts at the time said this potentially crossed the line into witness tampering. More recently, this last week, uh, former President Trump made a statement about Going after people in some fashion. And I'll let you read it and make your own conclusions. I haven't drawn a conclusion. We'll let the DC Federal District Court judge do that. But um, the short story is witness tampering is a real thing. Social media has made it something that it's almost easy for a public figure to do, even accidentally. And I'm not saying that's a defense, but it's something you have to be aware of. From President Nixon to Stone, regardless of how powerful you are, attempting to manipulate justice through fear is in my opinion, a clear and present danger to a huge part and a vital part of our democratic system. Social media is a massive temptation to public figures. Public figures have to be even more cognizant and mindful of the effect that their words on social media can have with the widespread following they have and the, the grave potential for making a misstep. Anyway, sorry, I hope it wasn't a bummer of a Monday morning minute. I hope it was uh, interesting at least, and you do more digging on your own if you're interested. Have a great week. Thanks for joining me download our longer Black Letter podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, heck, wherever you got this one. Thanks for joining me and have a great week.